Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. Okay, you're not going to believe this story. You know, people are always looking for a quicker way to get home or to go to work or to go to an event. And here's what happened. On their way out of Las Vegas recently, dozens of people used Google Maps to head back to Los Angeles. Well, on the drive, up popped a message. There's a dust storm. Oh my gosh, you got to get off the road, but we're going to give you an alternate route. So then they get off the highway, they start going down the alternate route. And then what happened? The road stopped just stopped. And so then they had to do these seven point turns around cacti and bushes and the uh, California Highway Patrol. They say they were just inundated with messages. So uh, before you ever believe an alternate route, just make sure that you follow it to the end to see exactly where it's going to end up. All right. And speaking of maps, I got an email saying uh, at Google Earth, we can even read maps backwards. And I thought to myself, (laughs) read maps backwards. This is just Spam. Oh, yeah, you're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. I'm, of course, Kim Commando, America's digital goddess here with you once again. It's the biggest show, most trusted show about all things digital. It's your first time tuning in. A huge welcome to you. Glad to have you. And to our returning listeners, it's always great to see familiar faces. And you can find my award-winning show on over 420 top stations throughout the United States. And if you're into a podcast or as a webcast, just go ahead and join the Commando community and get both commercial free. Head over to commando.com and hit that button that says Commando Community. And a special hello goes out to all of our listeners in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force in 175 different countries who are joining us on the American Forces Network radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 888 825 is a way to join us. All right, you can count on me every single day visiting at least 35 to 40 different websites to give you the top five things you need to know that's happening in the tech universe. And we're going to start with number one, a brand new word for you. Ready? Grandfluencer. It's called a grandfluencer. That's grandparent plus influencer. And these are people that are trading in retirement for social media fame and money. We're talking millions of followers, thousands of comments, and a lot of money. One paid post can land a big grand influencer over $150,000. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Take 79-year-old Lynn Yamada Davis. She rakes in a cozy six-figure salary from her cooking with uh, Lynn Just Channels. Over 17 million people have watched her build... (laughs) a 10-foot-long hot dog, and make popcorn with a hair straightener. Wow. Five million people are subbed to Retirement House, a group of six 70-plus actors who bunker up together. It's basically Jersey Shore, uh, but with grandchildren to look after. And one woman I interviewed, Lindy Moore, she documents her van life on YouTube. She says a viral post of 400000 could rake you ten grand, And she says even if you're making $300 a month, that could be a huge help life-changing. I actually wrote about Grandfluencers for the Daily Mail, where I'm a columnist, and we're going to be posting that article over at commando.com within the next week or so. So if you want more information and links and how you can get started, make sure that you hit the website. Uh, Moving into number two, this is really disturbing to me. Oh my gosh. Talking about Facebook, where do people in the United States get most of their news? Where do you think? Hmm. 
Pew Research Center recently confirmed what I've been saying along. Facebook is where most of you go for your news. 30% for your news. Uh, Second pick, YouTube and Instagram. Wow. Okay. That's where you're going for your news? I don't care your political standing, but you ought to be looking at, you know, some of the CNNs, the Fox News, the NBCs, CBSs, ABCs of the world. Wow. Just make sure that you always fact check what you're reading online. If you're doing this at Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, uh, be aware of these so-called experts and even the verified check marks. That doesn't mean anything either. Uh, Speaking of Facebook, there's a video on Facebook you need to know about. It's captioned this, the secret free $6,400 you can get right now. This is going crazy on Facebook. It says you can get this payout in under 48 hours and it's completely free. Hit that ATM up, get that car you want, take your wifey on a shopping spree or just save it. And then it navigates you to click a link that is an official U.S. website. But here's where the bait and switch happens. You're immediately directed to another website. And of course, you know, this is a scam. Uh, the government is not having a $6,400 giveaway. If you do spot this post, report it on Facebook as well as go to FTC.gov. All right, coming in at number four, have you been getting bad cell phone service lately, even when you're in the middle of nowhere? If you're saying like, yeah, Kim, as a matter of fact, as it turns out, you're not alone. We all are. And it doesn't matter the carrier. Cell phone service is getting worse. People are reporting problems left and right, struggling with data, sending texts, making calls. They say it was especially really, really horrible between April and June. So what's up with this? As it turns out, our phones work by sending signals using radio waves. You know, this bouncing from our phone's antenna to a relay antenna. But as more people hop on their phones to call, to text, to stream, send snaps, FaceTime, these radio waves are getting super crowded and they're getting clogged up. So what's the fix? If you can hop on Wi-Fi for your phone calls and data, that would be the way to do it. And finally, this coming in at number five, you are a mean one, Mr. Grinch. If you're feeling like a little bit of a Scrooge and you own a ring doorbell, there are a bunch of really fun holiday things that you can do. You can let the Grinch answer your doorbell for you. Uh, You can turn on six quick replies voiced by Saturday Night Live's James Austin Johnson. He's not Jim Carrey. Nobody can ever be Jim Carrey, but he gets the job done. Here, let's listen to a few clips. Huh? A visitor to this house? Max, should I scare them away? Ah, fine, you're no fun. They'll be right there. See, now that would be fun to have, right? Wouldn't it be good? So just head into your Ring app, navigate those quick replies, and let the Grinch greet all of your guests. There's also a festive ding-dong and holiday jingle. And here's one that you can tell the kids about the Grinch, okay? What is the Grinch's favorite band? What is the Grinch's favorite band? Anybody? Anybody? The Who. Oh, yeah, that was a great one. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. All right, how about we start with Fred in beautiful Austin, Texas. Hello there, Fred. 
Hi, Kim. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, we've talked before. I'm a retired Army officer, and I teach at the retirement homes periodically here in Georgetown, Texas. And I know that there's been a lot of interest in AI, but I've been unable to find references that allow people 65 and older to use AI. I understand how it can be used, but I'm looking for actual examples of where they can go to use AI. Well, I, I think your class has to start, number one, is what is AI, right? Right. Uh, and the basics. And what's the difference between artificial intelligence and artificial general intelligence? And okay. then you can start maybe, you know, finding some introductory videos, maybe from the likes of Google and Microsoft and Bing and, uh, and OpenAI on YouTube to just show that this is what AI is. It's, it's not this scary thing in the cloud. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> but it, it can enable so many things that could be pertinent to somebody's life. It doesn't matter how old they are or how young they are. When we use AI in our lives right now, uh, for example, the Apple Watch has fall detection. That's a little bit of AI. Uh, our security cameras has AI to detect whether or not it's a person or if it's a dog or if it's somebody that we don't care about. Uh, voice to text is a little bit of AI. When you organize your photos by people and by facial uh, recognition, pardon me, that that's, again, artificial intelligence. So that's where, where I would start is that you're already using AI in these facets of your life. When Netflix or uh, Apple or Prime say these are videos or products that you might want to buy, that again, that's artificial intelligence. We've got virtual reality. Uh, we are using AI for language translation. So I would come up with just some real life examples. And then I would open up AI as far. How big are the classes, Fred? Oh, they're not more than 10 to 15 people. Adam. They're, they're retirement homes. And the average age sometimes is as high as 80, 65 okay. to 80. All right. Uh, so, so at that point, what I would recommend is that you, maybe before the class, ask each person to submit to you a question that they would have about AI mm -hmm. and a question that they would like to ask AI. And then you can have those questions in real time. Uh, so to make sure that what they want to know about AI, that you'll cover that in the curriculum. And then what questions would they like to ask AI? You might have to explain to them what they can ask. Like, for example, using real life stories, there was a woman whose little boy was chronically having pain okay and she and then she takes him to uh she takes him to the pediatrician the pediatrician says oh my gosh you know this looks like something that's wrong with his spine so you need to go to the spine doctor so she goes to the spine doctor and you know what this time is like in between visits right so right. so right. she goes to the spine doctor spine doctor says you know what i i don't think it's spine i think you need to, i think he has an ear infection okay so two months later, she goes to the ear, nose, throat guy, and he says, you know what? I don't think it's the ear, nose, and throat. I think it's a muscular problem. Okay, so then she goes to that specialist. And then the muscular person says finally that I think it's neurology. So she's bouncing from person to person over six months. Meanwhile, her kid is getting more debilitating day by day. So she plugs everything into chat GPT and says, here's what his test results are. What can you tell me? What is the, what's the diagnosis? Diagnosis comes back that he does have something happening in his brain. And she takes that report to another neurologist. He has surgery and now he's doing 100% better. 
Mm, yeah, great example. Okay. So, so, and how can somebody else use AI? Uh, we're having Thanksgiving dinner and we are having the Friendsgiving and we have 15 people coming over and we want to serve something different. This is how I've used it. And I don't want the standard stuffing. I want something that's unique. And I want to make it with, of course, stuffing, you know, with bread, but maybe I want to add a little bit of flavor to it. Anyway, I gave it everything that I wanted, and then it came back, and it, and it was a cornbread chicken sausage stuffing that was amazing. And plus, because oh, it's a re- because yeah. it, because of it was a recipe, I didn't have to go to a recipe site and then read all that garbage. You know what I'm talking about? And then go to the bottom and then go ahead and and get the recipe what that I needed. So it, it so how you use AI depends upon what it is being used for. But the big thing is is for you to talk to it, and you and that's what's called prompting. You need to give it proper prompting, and in these prompts that's where you get better results back. So if, okay. if you are asking what would be the best cruise for me to take my grandchildren on, just don't say what's the best cruise for me and my grandchildren. You want to say what's the best cruise so that I can show my 9-year-old and 12-year-old grandchild Italy and France that is cost-effective, that has educational seminars that will allow us to get off the boat on each port and is no longer than five nights on the boat. So you see where I'm going. So you're going to keep. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. So the more information you can feed it, the better off you are. In addition to that, remember that AI is being programmed by people and sometimes geeks of the week, they do weird things. You know, this being, you know, okay. And so if you say please and thank you, you get better results. Okay, that's a, those are great. And, I will certainly do that then. Yeah. And so just, you know, so think about it as, you know, what is it that, that, how can this help somebody? It can help them with their medication if they're worried about uh, if one drug conflicts with another drug, if they're having trouble with a diagnosis, uh, they're looking for alternative new ideas, games to play with their grandchildren or with their husband or wife um what's a what's a good vacation destination and the other thing too is that that you have to make sure that you tell it that i need true answers okay and that's really important what i what i have found in using using chat gbt is i need to say you know what don't make me look like an idiot i need (laughs) smart answers i need good answers here and you know if you want fred you know, if you want to just write this up as a Google Doc and share it with me, I'm happy to go through it and see if there's anything I can add along the way. Uh, we're actually been tossing around the idea here at the Kim Commando Show Radio Ranch for us to do an AI class itself, and uh, which I think would be pretty popular with a lot of people because I think we could walk a lot of people through, you know, how to really use it. What is it? And we're looking at maybe doing that possibly in the first quarter of next year. So, Fred, if I can still help you. Uh, just let me know. I'm always here for you. And again, thanks for being a repeat caller. See, came back twice. That's how good it is here on the Kim Commando Show. Hey, this is just a great tip that I want to pass along. Is Let's say you forgot your Wi-Fi password. You're like, oh, I don't know what it is. Okay, you can get it because you know what? It's saved on your device. 
On your Mac, search for Keychain Access, open it up, and then you have passwords. Find the Wi-Fi network name and then show password. That's it. Now, if you're using Windows, not as straightforward. Go into Network and Sharing Center, go to Connections, and then nosy around until you see wireless properties. If you need those steps, we have them free for the taking over at commando.com. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And joining us right now on the big show is our amazing content queen, Allie Seligman. Hi there, Allie. Hi, Kim. You know, anytime you look at the Google top 10 search list, it's always like how to make money. <laughs> you know, it's always how to make money. And so I gave you a big assignment. You did. I said, I want you to come up with, did you come up with three ways? I've got three ways. Okay, Three ways where people are making money and it's not like, I'm doing a task rabbit, or I'm going to drive an Uber. I'm going to do a lift. I'm going to, you know, rent out my swimming pool or walk a dog. And so, darn, you just named one, two, and three. No, I'm just kidding. So, 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 start with number one. Okay, I have to preface this with a really good source for this stuff. CNBC. They do a segment called Make It. I know you've seen it, and they have this knack for headlines that make you stop and say, "Oh my gosh, I could do that too." Or why isn't this my life? Why didn't I think of that? And so I got to give them credit because I went there first. Awesome. Okay, here's a headline for you. 41-year-old teacher's kitchen table side hustle brings in $10,400 a month. Okay. Whoa. Uh, yes, because a teacher makes, what, $40,000 a year, forty dollars to $50,000 a year. Sure. And if she's making, what would you say, ten grand a month? Ten grand a month. Okay. Crazy, right? So okay. how'd you do it? So this woman, her name is Becky. She is a kindergarten teacher. She was on maternity leave, and she got bored. So you can already tell that Becky's a go-getter, right? And her friend said, hey, you're really good at lesson plans. Why don't you check out this site, Teachers Pay Teachers? If you're a teacher, you've probably heard of it. I don't know if you knew you could make this much money. So, I didn't think so. Yeah. I, and, and let me tell you, because I'm familiar with the site because my sister, Christine, owns mm. a school in Southern California. And so she has, she has, she was at my house and she was buying lesson plans. Yeah. And then redoing them. There you go. And I said, so why don't you like put your stuff? Oh, I'm going to get to that someday. <laughs> Christine, do it. Yes. I bet you can make a lot of money. And that's what happened here. So Becky was really good at teaching kids how to read. And so her friend said, hey, you should make these worksheets, put them on the site and see if people buy them. So within a couple months, she could pay some small bills, probably like the electric bill. Within four months, she was paying her student loan and her husband's student loan bill every single wow. month. Just with that money. So cool. So takeaways here, right? Do something you're great at. If you have a skill that people are willing to pay for, in this case, teachers who need help making lesson plans, awesome, go do it. Also, if you're going to use this site, sign up for the premium service because that way you get all the revenue. You just pay a fee and you don't have to give a cut of all the money you make every month. You know what? I am going to tell Christine about this. Seriously. I'm going to, Can you know what? <laughs> send me the link and I'm going to send it to her and say, 
come on, girlfriend, <laughs> what are you doing? I will. And one more little caveat, if you're a teacher and you want to try this, don't do it with the lesson plans that maybe your school gave you, you use for school. If you did them on school hours, you don't ever want them to come back and say, hey, that, that should be ours. You know what? That's a really good point. Uh, a friend of mine, it was an, it was an art teacher. Notice was, past tense. Oh, no. And because the charter school wanted her to create at least 10 lesson plans a month. Okay. okay. But when she created them, she did not own the lesson plans. The school owned the lesson plans. And then the school is selling the lesson plans <gasps> on on the site. No way. <laughs> and I'm like, that doesn't seem right to me. No, she should be selling those on her own for yeah, sure. Because she also said like lesson plans, you don't have time to do it during the day. Normally as a teacher, you're doing those at night or on the weekends. So. Yeah. Well, so and anyway. that's why people pay for it, right? 20 bucks. If it's going to save you your entire weekend. Great. Worth it. Absolutely. hundred percent. All right. What do you have for number two? Have you ever listened to those YouTube videos? They usually have titles that are like lo-fi beats to study to, to work to, to relax to. You know the music I'm talking about, right? Exactly. Okay, you've heard it. If you haven't heard it before, here's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a little elevator music. It is. It's like cool kid elevator music, yes. right? Yes. So lo-fi... Lo-fi is essentially, you don't have to put a lot of polish on it. It's supposed to sound a little gritty, a little grainy. There's no lyrics, which that's probably a lot of the time if you're writing music, right? And so this guy, he plays a guitar. He got together with a friend and said, okay, let's try a little experiment. People love this kind of music. Why don't we spend, on each song, we're only going to spend two minutes. They set a timer. We're going to spend two minutes on the name of the track, what instruments we want to use, and the production. Then we'll make the song and we'll see what happens. So they started putting this stuff up on Spotify, SoundCloud, all these places. They go under the name Bonsai Beats. And it's all that same kind of music, right? And just over the past year, this this year alone, he's earned $33,000 awesome. on streaming from these. Isn't that cool? I love that. Yeah. So over the past year, all together with all the music they've made, uh, 85 tracks. They said it took about three hours to complete and they are up to 60000 bucks. This stuff is huge. Um, probably the biggest name some people will know is Lo-Fi Girl. Not a girl. This is actually, it's a French music label. They do music on YouTube all the time. It's hard to find exact numbers, but I saw somewhere they're making like mm, $7 million. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. And do you play the instrument? I played the violin for many, many years, but I have not in a long time. Okay. I, I don't, so I was hoping that maybe we could have like a gig <laughs> going. I mean, I don't play any music. Okay, I'm going to learn the synth. You okay. learn... What do you want to learn? I could learn the piano because I have a piano. Perfect. I mean, okay. even though I don't play. Okay. You know, that would be something. We can be the new lo-fi girls. Well, you know, I did have lo-fi on in the car. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, it's, it's just like, I just need to like decompress. And I, I don't want to listen to anything that I might sing to. And I had on. And so I was picking up Barry and Barry jumped in the passenger seat. And we get like, honest to God, out. We get like, <laughs> like 10, 15 seconds. Oh, no. And he says, what the heck is this crap that you're listening to? And I'm like, hey, this is like this is like chill music. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Obviously, it doesn't have the chill effect on everybody. Not on everybody. It's funny you said elevator music because somebody who works here recently came in my office and said, what is this? It's like elevator music, but nice. I like it. Oh, but nice elevator yeah, music. Yeah. All right. So finally, coming in at number three. This one is awesome. This is really a story about how if you are the hardest worker in the bunch, you can make a ton of money. This is a 21-year-old kid. So he started out 
in his parents' apartment selling stickers on Snapchat because he wanted to raise money for new parts for his car. So he found these cool stickers. He was selling them for $3 a piece, you know, to his friends, people at school, whatever. And then he kept adding products. Like, what can I do that's different? He started with LED rear view mirrors. He does cup holders. He does, you know, different car accessories, license plate holders, all that kind of stuff. Same business that he started about three years ago. He's making $500,000 a year oh, doing this. You know, I read about this kid. So cool, right? Yeah, he started because his mother wanted to give him like an old minivan or something like that. And he's like, I am not doing this. And, but he started in Honolulu. Yes, and see, he did. And, and the thing about Hawaii is, you know, stickers on cars are really big. Are they? Yes, in Hawaii. And so, you know, you have the shaka, you have the flag, you have a flower, whatever it may be. And then he, so he was primarily just selling it to like his clan, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then somebody said, you know what? You should put this on Snap or something like that or TikTok, wherever it was. Maybe it was TikTok. And then it just blew up. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like one thing goes viral. He said, you know, I started out, I was making a video every day. And even though nothing was happening, I just kept going. You know, he ended up making like 30 to 60 videos every single month. And he said, eventually, yeah, they started to go viral. And so then he would get you know, a day of $30,000 in sales, which is nuts. This is a 21-year-old kid. And he's still going to college. He is, yep, he's in college. Which I think is pretty, yeah. which is really great. You know, so you can pass along all these wonderful ideas. And as you might expect, and you know this, like I'm in charge of a lot of things. Okay? <laughs> yes. And not just here, but in my personal life and volunteer and all this other stuff. And so, you know, people always come up to me and say, you know, I can do online training. I can uh, do this for kids, right? You know, and I try to always help them. But, you know, if you don't have the internal fortitude. Oh, my gosh. Yep. You don't have the drive. You don't have the passion. You know, it's like you're just never going to do it. And then you also some people they get into like I have one person I'm trying to help right now. And I told them, I said, you are into analysis paralysis. <laughs> OK, you just need to get your butt and get out there, right? Yeah, just do the work. That's what this kid Jason said, which I think, you know, for a 21 year old, how smart is this to realize that, hey, if I just outwork the other people who are doing similar things, if I can get the orders out faster, if I can process more, if I can have better options, I'm gonna outsell them and I'm gonna get bigger. And that's what happened for him. And so all these are over at CNBC Make It? They are, yes. And thanks again, CNBC. These are awesome stories and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about more in the future because these are so fun. Allie, great. You know what? You pick some really good ones oh, all across you. the board. So if you're sitting there driving for Uber and Lyft, you have <laughs> options. You have options. You do. All right. Let's see. Rick in Colorado Springs. Hi there, Rick. I want to ask you, you I've never ever really heard you uh, talk about car stereos uh, on the radio before. And I wanted to see what if you knew what ones are the best and the ones to avoid, uh, stay away from. Well, anymore, they're, they're coming like little computers in your cars. They sure you know, are. They sure they are. They have Apple Play and Android Play and auto, you know, different things. Some of them even have Wi-Fi and some of like some of the Chinese ones I've seen. So what are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for like that. You know, they 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 have like a one DIN. That's like the old ones that just had one thing there. They have like two DINs where they have the touch screen and all that, and you, you can, you know, have you have backup camera and you have like uh, navigation maps on there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, some of them have like a Wi-Fi on there and stuff. And and then it, some have like DVD player in there and CD player. They're kind of get. I think they're kind of getting away from that now. Some of them, but 
I've looked at some of them, but now, you, now know, you mentioned now you mentioned DIN, Rick. Do you know what DIN stands mm-hmm. for? That's a that's a German uh, name, a German word. I forget right. exactly what it is. Okay, but I, you're, I, yeah, you know I what? You're, what time. you're doing it. I mean, you got it. You're so smart. Okay, it's a German standard, and DIN stands yeah. for Deutsches Institut für Normung. Uh, Obviously, I am not a fluent German speaker, just to let you mm-hmm. know. But you're absolutely right. The uh, the DIN one or one DIN is uh, you know it's it's kind of an older one. And it's typically two inches in height, seven inches wide. And that's the traditional size for a car stereo. Uh, Two din, it's also about the same height. Maybe, well, it's four inches by seven inches. But like you mentioned, I mean, you've done your homework. It has advanced functions that are pretty much standard in a lot of modern cars. I mean, we have rear view cameras, front cameras. We have lane detection, um, GPS navigation, Wi-Fi, hooks up to like Android Play and CarPlay and good stuff like that. So a lot of car stereos depends upon your budget, what you're looking for, much like anything else in life. And then your big brands that have been around forever, right? Pick one big brand, Pioneer, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Pioneer has been, I don't know for how long they've been in car stereos, but they have CDs, Bluetooth, Android Auto, Apple CarPlay. It has support for a rear camera, AM, FM radio, obviously. And you're looking at maybe four to $500 for a 6.94 touch screen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenwood also has a really decent one. Uh, that's going to be anywhere between 700 and $900. Uh, because it actually has a built-in HD radio. So as you start looking at different functions, you can see that price will go up a little bit, as well as if you start removing functions. Uh, If you don't want that CB DVD player, but you do want CarPlay and Android Auto, and you do want that touchscreen, then then you want to look at an Alpine that's between three and $400. Uh, Probably the cheapest one out there is the one that I always mispronounce. Uh, I'm going to let you say it, Rick. B-L-A-U-P-U-N-K-T. Is that Blaupunk? You, you did it. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I figured I'd let you embarrass yourself instead of me. Just saying. That's, you know. a, that, that's a German company too, I think. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and it's always been the cheapest one out there. It's a 6.2 inch uh, CD, DVD player, all that other stuff. It doesn't have CarPlay or Android Auto, but it's about 150 bucks. So, a lot of this, I'll send you links to all of these so you can take a look because a lot of it depends upon what you want. But if you're sitting there with an older car and you want more than just a way to plug in your phone so that this way you can turn on the Bluetooth so you can have a speakerphone go through the car by using mm-hmm. that old cigarette lighter, that it really does enable you to bring your older car into the new age. I used to have a, I sold it, but I used to have a, a 1966 Corvette Restomod. And mm-hmm. what was nice about it, it had an L3 engine on the inside. This thing is like 700 horsepower, right? Uh, and it was always funny to me was when I had this car, I'd be waiting at a light, Rick. And like this little Honda would come next to me, like rev its engine and like want to race me. I'm like, you have no idea. Okay. I would just, I'm going to smoke you down the street. You won't even know what hit you. But inside I did put a Pioneer stereo uh, so that this way I could use my Apple CarPlay, which astounded a lot of people because when they would get in the car, they'd be like, 
I would say, hey, Siri, give me directions too. And they'd be like, wait, isn't this car from 1966? I'm like, yeah, it is. But what would you expect otherwise, right? I mean, we need to bring it into the digital age. So uh, I'm going to give you a list of ones that you might want to check out, Rick. And then for everybody else, we'll post this over on the website. And thank you for your call today. And also kudos to you on your German uh, translations and your German speak. Good job, Rick. All right. Have you ever wondered how the ads that you're seeing when you're watching a streaming show just know the political party that you support, the sneakers that you like, or the food that you feed your pet? Ah, you're being tracked. So here's what you need to do. Nosy around your device's privacy settings. The option that lets the streaming company track you, they have different names for it, but sometimes it's called app usage data or limit ad tracking or simply tracking data. Sometimes they even have trickier names. Listen to this. Interactive advertising. You're like, Ooh, I would really like interactive advertising. It's not just streaming services. Uh, Vizio TVs, you know what? They make more money selling viewer data than they do selling their TVs. If you need these steps, head over to commando.com and just search for Stop the Streaming Service from Tracking Me. And don't forget, you can find me at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.